Hello and welcome to All The Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Owen. I'm Cheese. And we are All The Overs. Welcome back. I have to say this is very, very strange, but we're back. We're excited um, and we were just desperate to see each other. Well, I say see each other, but to, to talk again and, and, and get excited about the fact that there is cricket happening. Yay! I don't know about you guys, but I'm missing Shenfield Costa. I'm missing Shenfield. I'm missing the cheese twists because they are particularly it, good. It became part of my like weekly routine, or you know, bi-weekly routine, popping in there, having a little catch-up. It was it was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. This whole social distance podcasting is uh, it's a new experience and not a welcome one, I have to say. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we've we've got some. I'll be honest with you. Um, thank you for, for the listeners who have, have, have supported us and stayed with us the whole way through. Um, we don't have much that's new. However, there is stuff to talk about and stuff that's quite important. Um, first of all, obviously, um, we had the vote to play red and white ball cricket, um, which is pretty awesome and exciting. I'm excited. Like, I was genuinely concerned, given everything that was going on, that we'd only have white ball cricket. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think it's... I'm actually slightly... Sh- I think you guys, I'm, I'm very, very shocked about it. About the vote? Yeah, given that... Seven counties voted against... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked for how close... I, I was shocked about that, how close it was. To be honest with you. I'll be, okay, I'll be shocked if Essex were part of those seven. And I reckon there'd be a reversal. You know how we had the 100 debates a year or so ago? Mm. And it was a smaller... The, you can't see my fingers. The minor counties. The smaller counties. In, in inverted commas, yeah. Who were, who were voting against 100. And the big counties, because they wanted their stadiums to be part of it. Um, and the revenue that, that comes with that with the bar sales. But I think, I reckon it'd be a reverse. Be, I think it'd be, those seven might be the Lancashires, the Surreys, the one, apparently, because they're the ones suffering during this, because apparently Lancashire, I don't know if you, see, if you guys have heard this, but they, their, half their revenue over the, um, the financial year comes from Manchester United home games. I didn't know that. Because people come off the tram, Old Trafford tram station is next to the ground, uh, next to the cricket ground. And they get off that and they open up their entire, all their bars and stuff. And then, so the Man United fans who play, how many home games does the Premier League have? 26 a year? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah I remember this. Yeah, so, so, so in terms of their revenue, so that, that, that's a huge part of it. So Yeah, and, and I, I've, met, I've met the, I've met the, I've met, I said in the previous podcast, I've met the CEO of Warwickshire Cricket yeah, on a did. management training course. And he's, he, was very, very open at that, that they come to a, a conference centre with the Happens to own a cricket club. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, um, so I, I was just today and over the past few weeks, I've been poring over the headlines and, and trawling through every, pretty much every Twitter feed that there is. Um, but in terms of the, the, the guidance that's been coming out, like over the last few weeks, it's, it's very much been geared towards, clubs that are looking at hospitality and things like this and, and, and it only really occurred to me today to be honest that that actually we're a club that although hospitality is quite important we don't rely on it 
in the same way that a lot of other counties do. Yeah. So, so in terms of coronavirus and how it's affected, you know. Cheese, what are your thoughts? I think, like, it would make sense to me that the clubs that voted against were those bigger ones. Because, you know, I'm thinking about the running costs that are associated with the big stadiums. That's a huge expense. And, you know, Essex gets a bit of a knock for, you know, that little concrete jungle. But in comparison, the overhead of that against, you know, oval um, lords, it must be a significant chunk lower, which is probably why we're keener on, on bringing it all back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. I think, I, I, actually, I didn't even think of that, cheese. The idea of just, just opening the ground must cost a for, fortune for... Because the well, bigger, just, the, bigger just, the ground, yeah, the bigger the... Just your basic overheads for a bigger yeah. ground are going to be enormous, aren't they? Yeah. I think one thing that will come out of this, I've seen a few uh, clubs saying they're investing in um, proper streaming services. So obviously most clubs like Essex, they've only got the behind the bowler's arm and mm. and when the ball goes out of that shot, you don't really know what's going on. So it makes it frustrating where you, you can't see if the ball's going for four or not. And uh, but it'd be nice. To, I think that one positive might out of this that we we get for those who can't make the game physically, we actually get proper YouTube style streaming of of county championship matches, and not do what football did and just say, oh no, three o'clock kickoffs you can't televise that. Cricket's actually be the forefront once again, like like with like with video um, uh, TV umpiring with the forefront of that. That we just go the forefront of of streaming matches. For the, for the fan base and not particularly worrying about if it has a minute marginal impact on our um, gate turn, gate receipts. Because mm. I don't believe I don't believe these things do actually. I think people who don't want to go don't want to go. You know, you um, and people who do want to go go for experience. They're not going to be put off by the fact it's on telly or YouTube. Yeah, when I would like... really like that. I'd really like to see you know better streaming. Because you're right, the, the, the fixed wicket cam is quite limited. Like, you want to be able to see that, you know, peachy cover drive or, you know, the big hook. And you often just can't really follow it with those kind of angles. Yeah. But you, you're, you're a prime fan, Jesus. That's that, stuff that, you know, you, you, where you live in Essex is two trains to get to Chelmsford. Um, it's not particularly convenient, you know. And so your your watching of of the YouTube feed, you get to engage more of Essex, but you're not taking money away from the gate because you wouldn't have gone anyway because it's impractical with your work and where you live. So, yeah. I'd happily pay a sub, like similar to you know your your Netflix or or Prime kind of membership. Like I can't come to the games, so just do more listen to them, however as best I can. That's you know bit of money that. I'd happily invest in the club if I could get a better experience for watching. And, and you know, instead of, I don't know, £15 or whatever the, the ticket price is for the, the 2020 game, I pay £7.50 for streaming it at home or whatever. I'd happily do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think, I think think this, this might be something really, really great that comes out of, out of this you know i'm trying i'm trying to look at all the, like, it's, it's, also, it's a horrendous situation people have lost family members uh the most at the most extreme at the at the least extreme people like us who just their lives have been disrupted by it i'm trying to look at the positives and i think this is one of the like 
If you look at all the crises across history, innovation is, is a winner. And this might be one of the one we can look back on it and go. Is that sort it of push us towards proper, proper fan engagement online, which is where the world's going anyway. So well, it's about learning and making the most of opportunities, isn't it? I wouldn't say that it's it's not about going. Oh well, at least the positive out of this is this. It's about saying, well, we've learned this and we can move on from it. It's not about negating the negatives and saying, well, you know, because we've learned this, it makes those other things less bad. But but actually, you have to draw um, the learning opportunities out of it. And, and actually, this this could be a real turning point in terms of how cricket is delivered to those who aren't able to attend. Yeah. So I've been reading up on what they're proposing so far. Because obviously, this we're podcasting in two weeks' time and uh, hopefully we have a proper schedule by then. But they're looking at... Um, apparently, they're worried about the bowlers not being fit enough to bowl a whole day so it's reducing to uh, 90 overs a day right. for the Red Bull and um, maybe a 12 match squad where you have a substitute bowler 12 match squad so it's a 12 yeah you know 12 match squad is that the right word for it 12 players in the squad oh 12 players yeah okay. I mean there's really 12 players in the squad because you've got the sub but I'm guessing you're saying the subs can be limited to the replacement so the idea is, say you'd have uh, you'd have um, Aaron Beard as as yeah twelfth man, who um, say Sam Cook and Jamie Porter are you know uh, spitting dust, and they go right Aaron Beard, you come on for a bit, you bowler ten overs to give those guys a rest. That's, that's apparently the, one of the plans. So in terms of so rather than like in normal cricket, your twelfth man comes in when one of your players is taken out of action. Yeah. Actually, they're sort of that sort of... Like a substitute, really. Yeah. You remember, you, in a way. Do you guys remember when One Day International was like... Was it, what, was it 19 years ago? Had substitutes and it was just a disaster. Oh, last... God, yeah, I remember that. It was that one One Day series Basically. in England. Yeah, against, I yeah. can't remember who it was against. It was very messy, wasn't it? Because mm. you couldn't kind of keep track of who was who and, yeah, and no, what was going on on the, on the pitch. Yeah, that was that was tough. Well, as long as this is managed well, which I imagine it will be, won't be a problem. Jeez. Uh, I'm money over. I think it's fine. Like you know, rolling stuff makes a lot of sense. You, you saw when you know the other sports like the Premier League came back right at the start. There was a bit of jadedness to players' fitness, like a few injuries, um, knocks, and things that. You know, the rustiness of being out of action or out of routine from what your body's conditioned to do does bring about. So I think protecting the players is definitely the right way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And to be fair, from what from what we've heard um, from, from Essex and certainly other clubs across the country, you know, it sounds like that the players are doing everything they can at home to, you know, keep as fit as they can. Um but there's no substitute for proper practice, is there? My only one thinking that these county players are on much higher than average salaries, right? You're going to say something controversial now, aren't no, you? No, 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 right. So especially England players who are on near seven-figure salaries. But obviously, yes, these players are on, I think the average county players are on near 50,000 They're not on silly money. No, no, no but they're on, they're, on, they're on more than the average person. Yeah. So the average is around, average what, salary is what, 20 grand? 
Yeah, mid-20s, I mid think, is national average. Am I the only one that's surprised how few of them have a net in their back garden? Depends how big your back garden is, though, doesn't it? But if you're a batsman, you need a strip with a bowling machine on it. Yes, but if you're a bowler, you, you need, need a run-up. Yeah, I know. People, people and do you need 20 yards? Like, that's, 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 <laughs> not, that's no mean feat if you've just got a regular yeah, first garden. I think you're underappreciated just how much space you actually need, like... You do need lots I'm, sure, I'm sure a few of the lads do have some lovely properties, but they've got their families first, and they probably don't want a, you know, a bowling machine, a wicket, a net set up right next to the Littlands yeah. who, are, yeah. who are running around. And Felsen School's not free for their kids. So. True. And sorry, kids, now you can't have your paddling pool or your trampoline. Daddy needs to um, net. This is livelihood. Yeah, but it's their childhood too, okay. you know? You've got to balance these things. You're wrong on that one. I mean, I'm not sure <laughs> sorry, that. sorry. Okay. I've got more <laughs> controversy coming up. Don't worry about it. Oh, you, uh, right, so that, that, that's the thing that's another thing that's come out of these podcasts recently. Uh, Owen's controversial opinions are going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Trying to jazz it up for season two. <laughs> well, we had right. the thing is that we had such a high with the first season of our podcast with the winning the double. I know, I know. Uh, I, I mean, how you can, can, can you match that in, in coronavirus? You, oh, genuinely, you could not write this. You could not write. If you were writing a saga of cricket, um, you could not write this. But you, two enormous wins and then coronavirus happens. I don't think anyone yeah. could have written that. So, But white ball, white ball cricket, we, oh, you, oh no, we'll move on. But white ball cricket, I really, really hope that the viewing figures are massive for... And I, I'm assuming... Because I've heard they're doing... You guys agree with me that they're doing the T20 matches? It must be. It must be. That, that was my assumption when it was the, red and white ball. The it's it's test and T20. Because I can't see any other format that would... The, the, the favoured formats are Well, the, the, the ECG's favourite formats are that 100 thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, they, they can... Well, I'm not going to say what they can do. Um, but but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming sure that, that Sky are going to be broadcasting the, these, uh, some of the t- these T20 matches. They must do. Because they've got, they've got a contract with the ECB. The only reason they're showing... The, the only reason they're bringing Pakistan over, who've had an absolute nightmare with their corona, because their tender players have caught it, the um, islands, the women's uh, internationals, and, mm. and the, West, the West Indies, which, which is playing as we speak. Well, raining as we speak. Um is is that TV broadcasting money? I find it strange that they would hand the T Twenty broadcasting money back. No, I don't think they will. But I, I, I think this could be a real chance for the T the T Twenty blast to prove itself because I find, I find the ECB's handling of it appalling, and I, I, I liken it to the idea that you've got a married couple, and one of the say the husband goes to the wife, and says. If we don't start earning more money soon, it will get to the point where we, our savings can't substantiate the mortgage and we have to sell our house. And then the husband goes away and goes, don't worry, I've invested all our savings in this crazy scheme and now you've got no choice but to invest in my crazy scheme because I've sent all the money into there. And that's what the ECB seems to be doing, a couple of Essex going, instead of thinking, instead of expanding what we've got, instead of saying that the T20 blast works and we need to send it to the Sends the EC uh, the the ECB the BBC, and instead of putting it into bigger stadiums like Essex should be playing at the Olympic Park, really, mm. 
instead of doing that, they've gone, we've, we've, what we've done actually, we've taken all our savings and we've pumped it into a massive marketing scheme called The 100. And now, because we've pumped all our savings into The 100, you have to comply with it, otherwise you go bankrupt. So, well, cheers for that, guys. I mean, half of us didn't ask for that. And that's why I find, I find it very strange that the... Uh, that no one's talking about this and all the major platforms that no one that there's no one's talking about the fact that the ecb have really really mucked up here and it's not and, and they, they're just accepting the fact that if the hundred fails the, the english cricket fails without going the fact that actually you put all your eggs in one basket and that's why that's why we are now hanging on damnedly's sword that's my, that's my little rant for the hundred jeez I'm 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 just reading here. I'm going to hand over to you <laughs> to respond to that one. I mean, I'm just stunned that we managed to get Damocles sword reference. <laughs> to, to be fair, see, this is what you get with all the overs. You don't just get cricket; you get literary references too. So you know, quality. I mean, I wouldn't be so so pessimistic. I'm going to try and be the voice of balance to to what you've just said. Like, I don't think the handling of the blast is is quite as. Um, pessimistic as, as you painted like do I feel that they'll push that aside in order to pump the 100 yes I do do I agree with the 100 no but if the 100 ends up making a load of money that can get reinvested back into grassroots cricket I can see the benefit of it I do think like the difference between 2020 and the 100 in terms of styles of play and other bits and pieces is negligible. Um, and that's really my concern is that, you know, people will develop a play for a, a style of cricket that's not going to have any global outreach. Like, I can't see a world 100 cup. So what's kind of the point in that mm. competition when we could just really, you know, freshen up the blast or... I don't know, part of me feels like we need an FA Cup in cricket. Yeah, definitely agree with that. County, like minor counties and sub-county lower league teams have the chance to brush shoulders with, you know, the bigger teams. And nine times out of ten, they'll get absolutely smashed off the park. But just the experience, could you imagine being, you know, 16-year-old Colt in a, in a club and you've got the lucky draw of drawing, you know... The Essex first eleven or the Essex second eleven, however they do it, it would be phenomenal, and that's what energises people to follow their like dreams and go, oh, you know what? Actually, I've got a chance of making it as a cricketer, rather than you know get into that 16, 17 year old phase and going, you know what? I need to go to college or I need to yeah. focus on, on work. That's really where I'd like to see, you know, these competitions look to divest their funds and. And, and grow the grounds up rather than sort of forcing different types of competitions is embracing the competitions we already have and extending them in the right way. Yeah. Actually, I, I mean, I, I, I actually, this is way off Essex podcast territory, but I actually believe we should expand the counties. I, I think a county like Cambridgeshire, you've got Cambridge itself, upper middle class, big university, huge cricket fan base, Peterborough, big Asian population, huge cricket fan base, you think, you're saying they couldn't get 7,000 people at a, T, at, a, at a T20 match if they were playing Surrey or Essex? I, mm. But that's, 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 for, that's, for, that's for my debut on Tuppers of Vaughan. So. 
I've got big ambitions this podcast. Quite clearly. Radio, radio even Essex though, last year. Even though Tabs we... Yeah, definitely. Even though we committed to only talking about Essex cricket, but never mind. Sorry. It's fine. No, no, it's not a problem at Next all. Next season, it, Essex and Cambridgeshire. No, but it's a legitimate... It really... That's a legitimate point. Um, yeah, it is. Cheese? Do you want us to talk any more about that or are we moving on to... Let's move on. Let's move on. We're getting too big for our boots. It's the first one back. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I know. I think we have to be careful here. We have to... The problem having such a long break is that... Because we're not not socialising with each other. Yeah, exactly. I think... Yeah, I think think listeners need to know that that this is... This is pent-up frustration from months of not seeing each other. So we're all a bit... Must get all of our thoughts about everything out in one go. But actually, um, we need to... At least we're nostalgia. Oh, right. We'll talk about the nostalgia later. But we're... Thank you very much, Essex Cricket and all of the other cricket platforms. It's very nice to be taken through the annals of history. Wonderful. However, we're all thirsty for new. So give us the new stuff. Keep us updated, please, because that's what we want. Um, So on that basis, Dan Lawrence... Bit gutted. I think this was outrageous. Dan Norris, not pick England. Not pick England. England. Absolute travesty, actually. Yeah. I was genuinely shocked. I thought it would be the first time since Cook retired that we'd have, you know, you see the England squads and you see an Essex, the, the Essex mm. next to it. But um, I've not actually, I've not spoken to Cheese about this since. No, yeah. Cheese, what, what do you think of this? I mean, are, are you as outraged as, as I am and as Owen is? I am. I'm a bit disappointed for him because I, I sort of cast my eye over the stats from the you know Stokes um, little warm up game, and I look at his knock and I think, oh, you know, you've beaten Crawley there. Surely, surely your name's up there. You've had a, a stunning season with the with the county, and you know. Every, everyone raves about Dan Lawrence. Like we've been featuring him as our, like we've got articles praising him inside, like the um, the inner circles, and you see it on the Sky chats that they all really rate Dan Lawrence. And you're just like, this is the one, this is the time. And to come up short in what I feel is a bit of a weak England squad, hmm. I just don't know. It's just a bit disheartening. Yeah. Well, I like thing that. I don't think we're one of these people that sort of are very hyperbole, but because we're counting champions, therefore our teams have to, our, our players have to be in the England team. No, it's not we, that. I think, I know we've spoken quite a few times that we have given, I think, quite reasonable cases why we think uh, Jamie Porter is not quite England quality, despite the fact he was in uh, Wisdom Cricket of the Year when we first won the county championship. Last year was absolutely fantastic. But we, we have talked about the fact that he is, he is slightly off international level. So I think with Dan Lawrence, the fact he he achieved what he did last year, and last year was very bowler-friendly wicket, wickets, which is why if you look at the, the two main contenders for the championship, which was us, eventually, we eventually won it, and Somerset doing very, very well, it was it was the both teams, it was the bowlers that absolutely smashed it for the both counties. And the fact that he he then achieved what what he could do on on, on that is it's quite phenomenal, really. It's quite phenomenal, it, it's exactly. I I do I do worry about. Um, I, I, obviously, I've, I don't, I've never ever been in England setup or know anybody single person that's been involved in England camp. It comes across as a bit of a clique, 
And if you know the right people at the right counties, you've got a more favourable mm. chance of of people like Dan, who is a working class lad from East London, place for Essex, seems to be left out of it a bit. And that's 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 what it comes across across to me as. So I, I, hopefully, I'm completely wrong about that. But I mean, the good thing is is that he's still like he's still young, like. I know it feels like he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, you know, people always go back again and look at that. Um, was he 17 when he hit that yeah, century? Yeah, um, yeah 17. Like, you know, like, it feels like he's been in the game for a lifetime. But he, you know... He's still young, he, isn't he? He's got so much of his career ahead. Like, he, there's no way that he's going to be written off the England books just because he's not made this, like, selection. But you do kind of feel like he's begging for a chance and he would take it. But I think the idea that for me was frustrating was he wasn't left out from the England statements on merit. It was lack of experience. And it's like, guys, like, let's be very honest about this. I can't think, I can't think any England fan, really, who's seeing this test series against the West Indies as a serious test series. I know it has implications on the whole... this. Um, uh, was it World Championship and stuff? But with the scenario we're in, pumped in crowd noises, empty stadiums, it does feel a bit like a friendly. Give we've got an extremely strong England team at the moment. The idea of you won't give a young a young player a chance to play for England is it seems it seems bizarre to me. That's all. But Given what he did for the Lions, yeah, it, it, yeah. No, I think I think given given that sort of track record of success, you know, and as you say, Cheese, he's not been around for as long as we feel he has. Um, but I do feel like his play has matured a lot over the last few years, and I do feel that actually um, he obviously not spoken to Stan Lawrence. It'd be quite nice if you wanted to get in touch. That's that's okay. Um, but I imagine he would have been disappointed. Because it would have been, yeah, that would be crushing because because he would have known he was a genuine contender. You know, his name's been battled about a lot. There's a lot of people behind him supporting him, saying, "Oh, actually, you've done a great job," and, and all these kinds of things. So, you know, I I do I really do feel for him. He's a bit of a, he's also a bit of a Steve Smith in the sense. I'm not saying he's anywhere near the quality of no, Steve Smith. It's quite, it's quite a strong but, comparison. <laughs> but he's a bit of a, in terms of like we love you, Dan. But you it's, know. It, you know, it, it's it's the last five overs before for lunch break or tea break, and you can throw him the you can throw him the ball, and he can throw a, he can he can bowl a bit of spin and take a, take your wicket. He's 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 a competent bowler. He's not he's not a part, I wouldn't call him a part time bowler at all. He he can bowl. Mm, yeah, definitely. He's not a front line bowler, but he can bowl. So you got you got someone who can bat in the top five, and then also he strengthens your bowling attack. And I don't think Dom Sibley really. I, I know Dom. So I know, I know. Simply, he's worked very, very hard over the winter. He's lost apparently um, a tremendous amount of weight between the winter and, and now. He's worked very hard on his fitness. So I, I don't. I'm not saying that uh, he's not worthy of his England selection, but I just think that Lawrence brings so much more in terms of of that, and also he's a pretty damn good fielder as well. So true, true, true. Well, I think the, the proof's in the pudding. We'll, we'll see how things go. And I, I don't think that, that we're in, in any kind of, you know, 
situation where, where he's not going to be a future contender is a disappointment in the short term. But in the long term, we all know he's going to be successful in some but, some way. I know. What? No, go on. I worry about another Stuart, Stuart Law, you know. You had, you had a fantastic Australian batsman playing, obviously playing for Essex, playing for Essex in an era of very, very strong Australian cricketers. But did he have you? a podcast behind him? <laughs> no, no, I guess he didn't. But you got a, you got a very strong England batsman who's trying to break into a very, very strong England team, and I worry that with with their, I I, I do agree with their policy of giving players a chance that. Whoever they pick gets given a series, two series chance to prove themselves. Mm. And Dan has to then stay in the background, constantly proving himself to make sure that whenever this person slips up, they get their place. Or this person actually thrives and they, they, they're in that team for the next five years. Mm. And that's, that's, I'm not saying go back to the 90s where you chop and change every single test match. But I think this is a pivotal moment for, for Dan. He's, he's, I don't say he's young, but he's, he's what, 21, 22? Yeah. Which is when most, yeah. most people start breaking 23. into the team. 23. So this is when most people start breaking in, isn't it? So I don't know. I, I, I'd love, I, I really hope that in six months' time, you're telling me that I was wrong. So. Well, I think we put a notification on the uh, calendar to make sure we come back to this in six months' time. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so talking about players being given chances and um, making a name for themselves, I think it's a good time for us to now start talking about Rishi Patel. Yeah. So, um, obviously had a really successful winter in Australia. Um, what are our thoughts around Rishi? Because I have to say, I'm I'm very impressed with him so far. Cheese, do you want to start us off? I think. This is the season that he's got to follow up those good performances and be in the first 11 for Essex consistently. Yeah, I um, I followed him from, from afar just because, so those who list, I run the Twitter account for all the overs and uh, his management agency follows us and I follow them back and I get his, I get occasional tweets come through a timeline about what his performance is. Um, He's he's averaged fifty odd for um, I can't remember which team it is someone in South Sydney. Mm. In great cricket, he uh, was apparently the highest for their team. He's scored uh, numerous centuries over the over the winter. But what I really like though is that he did that interview for Essex Creek website, yeah. and he was open and honest about when he played Northampton and he failed. That he he was open to the fact that this isn't. He wasn't ready and this was too high a level for him and he's obviously gone back and worked on it. And I think that is <clears throat> such high mental resilience and that's why I think this guy should be given a chance. And especially if if I'm wrong and you guys are right and Dan Lawrence gets called to the England squad, we need someone to come in to fill that position. Yeah. And this guy, I think he, he's someone who just needs a bit of time, that's all. Yeah. But he's... He's quite clearly very reflective, isn't he? And actually, in terms of the kind of squad you want, the kind of player you want, you want someone who is willing to have the humility to say, well, actually, this didn't work well um, for these reasons, whether it was experience, whether it was practice, whatever it was, 
but is willing to really genuinely look back over what's gone well and how to improve. Rishi, for me, is that kind of player. And, and actually, I'm, I'm very excited about um, the, the kind of cricket he's going to be playing. Um, I think he'd be a massive asset I think to he's, the club. It's, it's so mature. Cause I don't wanna, I'm a big fan of Mark Pepper. I think, I think he's, he's, another, he's, he's another one like folks, wrong club, wrong time, when you've got a fantastic person keeper you're not going to really displace but you don't see people like Pepper going openly going yeah I wasn't that great and I need to up my game and you've got this this 21 22 year old just out of university supremely humble actually. yeah it's, it's it's incredible um and I, I was he seems like a top bloke and he sort of bucks the trend for the no offense to the the younger players but but quite often they're they're sort of 20, 21, 22 year olds, they have that sort of level of confidence and, and that sort of, you know, I'm do, I'm on a really positive trajectory and, and they don't recognise all the time that actually um, there are improvements to be made and, 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 and actually things might have gone wrong and this is what I'm going to do to improve it. But, but Rishi, I, I just think he's, he just seems like a thoroughly good lad. Yeah. You know, who's... No, we forget the pressure now that's on the academy player. Well, yeah. so he's, not, he's not an academy player, he's a second team player. Second team player, yeah. Um, but when, when we were on the up, we came from the bottom half of Division 2. We had lots of young players come through from the academy. We are now seeing the benefits of that. People like Porter, Beards. You, you know, we, they're, they're now... I've got a book on my shelf at home. Well, they're that household says, names now. It says Essex Legends, and I think these people should be in it if it was republished. But we forget that they they came into a team that was struggling in Division Two, had the chance to make their name, and then won Division Two and won, and won the championship. The, they walk out into Chelmsford now, and we've got in front of a crowd that expected mm-hmm. to win Division One. Yeah. And Rishi Seriously. Patel is now he's trying to break his way into into that, and that is extremely hard. Um, so we I, we we need. I think sometimes you just. just like pause, take reflection, take stock of what how privileged our position is as a, Essex fans, and just give this guy some time. So, one to watch definitely. Okay, so cheese, and the reason I, I'm addressing you directly now. Um, so we we've talked obviously a lot about the club and where it's at in terms of financial position and things like this. So, um, we had the information from um, Essex about the sort of financial stability of the club being debt free and all of these kinds of things Um, in this time of dare I say it financial stability and uncertainty or instability I should say and uncertainty what are your what are your views because I was chatting to Owen earlier about what Essex should be doing financially moving forwards but before we delve into that have you what are your your views and sort of where we're at i think we've we've done incredibly well to be so stable through such and such a turbulent time like one of the biggest things like i really want to praise them for is like how their outreach programs have gone through all of this you know doing the NHS mills, staying engaged with the community, like, it's, it's wonderful to see, and it's such a good thing to be doing 
from the club and you thought you know you're a privilege and you feel a part of being a family and an extension of that and finance is what it's like maybe I'm a little bit less like ski but you know I, I kind of feel like now's the time to, to consolidate like don't go crazy build in a sustainable fashion that will you know protect you if another occurrence like this comes like if we have, you know, second and third waves of this, the people that go too big too soon will be the ones that suffer. The ones that steadily plan and go, what's the contingency path? What's, you know, worst case scenario? And build from there will be the ones that grow. And you'll see a shift in, you know, the financial powerhouses within cricket. But putting your, um, your professional hat on, cheers. If you had a client like Essex, wouldn't you advise them with the current interest rates to this is now the chance for you to um, invest and expand? Oh, you're making me choose my head over my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see the benefits, you're right. Like, interest rates are very low. If you want to borrow and you want to, you know, work, make debt work for you, there is definite benefit to doing it whilst you can get these kind of deals. I'm just a bit more, you know, you don't want to see a Durham, basically. Yeah, like, that's true. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But do you think that we, we've got the opportunity now to, to develop a 10,000 capacity stadium? Because, you know, I rec I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about um, a, a T20, even with 100 going on, a T20... Uh, competition happening, even if it's Essex seconds v Surrey seconds, I think Friday night at Chelmsford is still going to be a ticket that people want to have because, uh, you know, having I've uh, moved house now, but having lived in Chelmsford for a number of years, it, it is a booming city. It's got a gr pretty decent nightlife, and Chelmsford, Essex, Essex do it well. They 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 bring those guys in. They bring the the girls to do the cheerleading. They they provide a a party it's an atmosphere. entertainment package, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think I think we're one of the few counties that actually can go. Whatever. It's not just cricket, yeah. Yeah, long as, capacity, long as the capacity match is going on, it's a good environment. But we're limited by how small our ground is, and it just seems for me that you've got you're unlikely unlikely to have um, any crowds in until at least April next year, mm. and this would be a good opportunity to get a get yourself a and that sounds. And if a lot of people, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's like a million pound loan. At maybe what? I mean, cheese can give us more. But you probably got what? You get five percent at? Yeah, if not lower. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's very flaky. Build, 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 redevelop the Tom Lawrence, uh, the Tom Pierce stand. Redevelop um, the bit I sit in, which is next to the uh, score scoreboard, and get that double seater. And get the toilet sorted. Yeah, that smell. Yeah, that wasn't a dig, but it is true. But yeah, no, no, but no. I, I, I. That's what I wonder. Is, 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 is the question around what do we do with the time we've got now? Do we take advantage of the fact that interest rates are low? We build and hope for the best, or do we kind of hold tight on the purse strings and think, well, it could get worse, so let's not take risk. So I think it's it is about risk, isn't it? And what kind of level of risk you're prepared to accept 
as an organisation and, and what what level of risk are Essex prepared to accept to move the club forward? And I do think there's there's a level of, of very, very forward thinking here because you do have to think long term when you're making these kind of investments. And and when, you, when the future is uncertain, it is tough, but I kind of... I'm sort of on the on the I'm on the I'm on the fence here because I in one in the one breath I'm thinking yeah take advantage of the low interest rates let's build let's expand let's get those sounds sorted let's get increased capacity and then I'm thinking oh but what if what if it all goes pear shaped and we're stuck so I don't know what the answer is but I think it's important to have these conversations if anyone listening has ideas around this please do tweet us at Essex Podcast. We'd be very, very, very happy to hear from you because um, I think this is a wider discussion and I do think it needs to be had. Yeah. Actually, one, one thing that I think is not given credit enough for us at the members forum is that they mentioned, so it's, they seem to imply that a lot of their savings are tied up in the stock market mm. or, or, or funds and that actually they hadn't lost much money on that. And given, about the state of my own portfolio, that is incredible. So they've obviously got somebody who's very astute. Who's looking after and looking after this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it just seems that if you've got someone of that quality, this is a time for you to go, right, let's be a bit more bullish in the market and let's let's really see what we can really can do. But that, that's, that's that's me that's me saying these things that I can say things at any consequence, so um, I understand why. That's the safety of the podcast, exactly, yeah. isn't it? Okay. Well, cheese. Unless, do you have anything further to add to that before we move on? No, I, I think it's it's an interesting discussion, and you know, I can see the merits in both pathways. Great. Well, we'll wait for further feedback on that and uh, and see how it progresses. Um, we're getting to that point where we are going to have to start to wrap up because we are strangely in these weird times where there's nothing to talk about. We've actually gone on quite a long time, so I'm quite impressed with us, in honesty. Um, so, best overseas player. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, there's a bit of nostalgia. Bit of nostalgia. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, they are doing it. Even though you said you hated it, we're still going to go there. Sorry, guys, we're going there. I'm not going there. Owen's it's going It's got to be in our lifetime. You can't have keep boys. They're fine. Say. Okay. Right. We'll make... I think Chi should go first. He gets the right to go first. I looked at when the BBC did this and they had some, so, you know, some names that you'd expect. So I'm going controversial. I'm going off book. And I'm going for Zampa. Ooh! Now, that is a surprise. Go on, come on, tell us more. Cheese, go on. Why? Cheese? So, Zampa is the man that I'm most into having watched the test. He likes his coffee. He seems an all-round great bloke. I like my coffee. I think I'm an all-round great bloke. So <laughs> You're kindred spirits. You are kindred spirits, though, with your coffee. You both like swordage. This is true. That's my vote. I'm going for it. I'm, I'm sticking my neck up. Because if, if you look at um, Zampa's Instagram, he's not far from where um, your flat was. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's literally down there. So um, he, he's a big fan. Yeah, that... Oh, evil. Was it um, Shadwell you did, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so he, he, he loved his own, yeah. That area. So I'm going for it. 
but he's also a man of great taste. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. perfect. That was a nice flat you had, actually. Okay, right. So, I will go last. Owen, I know you're going to say something wholly controversial here. No, I'm not. No. You're not? Okay, no. go for it. Go for it. No, you go for it. You want me to go first? Yeah. Right, well, okay. So, I'm kind of in the cheese camp. I'm not going for Zampa, even though he's great. I'm going for Peter Siddle, and not just because he liked one of our tweets recently, although we're very grateful, thank you very much. I actually just think... Huh? Yeah, well, he might be listening. You have to you have to plan for these things. We don't know if Peter Siddle's listening. We don't know if Zampa's listening. They might be. And if you are, thank you very much. If you're not and someone else is, just just pop it their way. But I do think... I, I've, I've always been a massive Siddle fan. Um, I harassed him one evening a couple of years ago. He was very nice. Um, but, yeah. Thank you very much, Peter Siddle. Next, okay. Owen. Well, I was going to go for Stuart Law, but you've all picked Australians, so I can't go for a third Australian. Surely. <laughs> Cheese, um, what do you think? I mean, there's no rules to this. Like, <laughs> we didn't set out expectations. We've, we've just picked personalities. Like, if I was picking greatest, you know, on a more stringent category, sorry, Zamp, you wouldn't be up there. I'd be looking at, you know, Harmer and <laughs> Pick whoever you want. Okay, so... um. So growing up, um, Lord, Stuart Law was my, my hero. I actually met him at um, Castle Park when we said festival was there. And he, um, he came to Castle Park? Of course, Essex. Essex played every season. I know. I, mean, just, I just struggled to see and, him. There, um, he, he very grumpily signed my <laughs> autograph book at nine years old. Um, so actually, but I would... I'll go for... I think Andrew Flower. Just because You're going for Andy Flower. I think he's, I think he's so underrated in what he did for Essex. I know we weren't, we didn't, you know, win lots of stuff during his era, but I just, I think his leadership that he provided in the dressing room was just so incredible at that time, and it produced. And there's no surprise that the people that were in that dressing room, Tendiscata, Patini, Cook have gone on to achieve great things. And I, so I think, um, yeah, Andy, for me, Andy Flowers uh, is my favourite overseas player that, oh. I've, that I've had the privilege of watching. So. Oh. Well, to be honest with you, I think you've basically stormed it there. However, geez, what do you think of this? My view is that we put the podcast out and we put a poll on Twitter. So our listeners, they can vote for... Sam Persiddle or Flower as their best overseas player. Um, there isn't, let's make this very clear, there's no prize for the winner here. So, Owen. I mean, I think there's going to be a runaway leader. I'm there not is going lie. to be, but let's at least put it in the hands of the public so it's not just I, Owen. I would love Cheese writing to Essie's group going, you got Sam's address, I've got some chocolates to send in. <laughs> That's a little prize. Oh, dear me. No, I want to learn about his cold brew kits and everything else that he does with his coffee. <laughs> oh, can, can we? Oh, right. I am. We've got to get on the show, haven't we? I think we do. Just to have a really weird conversation between, between Zamper and Cheese about coffee. Right. So that's an email that needs to happen this week. So 
I think that's an appropriate place for us to start rounding I'll, I'll off. I'll just take a back seat. I don't, I don't drink caffeine. You don't, you don't drink caffeine. You don't, drink, you don't like coffee anyway. Actually, it's tasty. It is tasty. And I, I recognise it's tasty. It, uh, oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. But, but, but cheese, yeah, totally with you on that. Um, it's, been, it's been so nice to see, to what I say see, not see, but to hear and talk to you guys after such a long time. So thank you very much for joining in the podcast this evening. Um, if you're following us on Twitter, brilliant, fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, we are at Essex Cricket on um, Twitter. And if you've got any comments or questions, please do get in touch. We're very happy to hear from you. But for now, it is bye from me. Bye from me. Goodbye from me.